Welcome to season two of Spirit Led, a podcast hosted by Greg and Michelle Haswell. Through practical and inspiring discussions, these episodes are designed to give you tools and hope that will equip you and motivate you in the middle of life's demands and distractions. We hope that you enjoyed today's conversation. Well, welcome everyone. Those of you listening, I'm really excited about today's podcast because today I'm going to be talking to my friend Cheryl Fugel. Cheryl is married to Andrew. They have three beautiful children. And Cheryl has a powerful and tender story of working through some extreme loss. And I know as you listen to her story, some of you are going to to relate to what she shares. But she's also going to share what the Lord did for her in in a very dark time. It's so good to have you with us today, Cheryl. I realized as we were preparing for this that we've known each other for 20 years. And I've seen you celebrate victories, but I've also seen you navigate some extreme loss and places where you had to hold on to the Lord with all that you had. And as as I was thinking about this time, I, I was reminded of this scripture where Abraham, where it says, Abraham considered the fact that his body was as dead and he believed God that he would be a father of many nations. And I think we've come to realize that faith is not a, it's not a denial of the facts, but I also know it was your faith in Jesus that was such an anchor to you in some mm-hmm. pretty difficult storms. And you have an amazing testimony of of coming to a firm belief of God's goodness. And I know it's changed your life. And mm-hmm. I also know this is something that you've had to fight for. So tell us a little bit about before the struggle, when it, when it was easy to see God's goodness. And then we want to go a little bit further into some of the more of the details that brought you to where you are today. So tell us a little bit about God's goodness. So good to have you, Cheryl. Thank you so much. And just quickly, just thank you so much for having me here today. It really is a joy to be with you. And I really, I greatly appreciate the impact that you and Greg have had in my life over the years. So jumping into, um, you know, my story, just when I reflect on my life, I, I can honestly say that I had a great decade in my 20s where life was just absolutely awesome. You know, just a couple of years after graduating from college in South Africa, I had the opportunity to get a transfer to the States with a company that I was working for at the time. And I requested to be placed in the Atlanta office as I really wanted to be part of a church plant and I'd heard about Northlands. And um, God orchestrated a way for my request to be honored. And I felt like there, there was just the favor of the Lord on my life with every turn. I met my amazing husband at Northlands. I had a great career. I was passionate for God's kingdom. I was leading people to the Lord. We bought our first house. We were part of a wonderful community. I was secure in my faith. And, you know, life just felt like a party. Everything felt easy and there was really no major struggle. I really felt like I was God's favorite child. And during this time, I, I had a firm belief that God was good. And I really didn't think that anything would ever shake that belief. Well, tell us, how did the season change? I mean, that, that's amazing. And I, I remember you meeting Andrew and it was all so exciting and wedding, just such a, such a sweet season in your life. But what, what changed in your early 30s? What, what, I know your season changed, but what changed that really brought you to that place where you had to fight to hold on to believing God's goodness? Yeah, so things actually changed pretty quickly and dramatically. It started when my mom was di- diagnosed with a rare, yet what we were told was a treatable cancer. 
And we were very optimistic about this. Um, but that same week of her diagnosis, I found, that I, I found out that I was pregnant with our first baby, which was very exciting. But as you can imagine, just dealing with my mom's journey with cancer and my pregnancy, it was a, it was a very emotional time. But I really had a great hope and faith that I would see my mom healed and that I'd see her holding my baby. And just six months after my mom's diagnosis, she passed away very suddenly. I was absolutely gutted as my mom and I had had a very close relationship and, you know, the, the bond between us was very deep. And I knew all my life that losing her would really be one of the most difficult things that I'd ever have to deal with in my life. But I, through that time, I just remained focused on the life in my womb and I was so thankful for the joy that this baby would bring to my life while I grieved over my mother. However, just days after my mom's passing, when I was eight months pregnant, our son was stillborn. It had been a very healthy pregnancy up until that point, and so this obviously came as a huge shock. To say that I was devastated is really a huge understatement. Um, I had not only experienced the loss of a child, but also a dearly loved mother. These were two extremely significant losses to deal with at the same time, and I found myself lost in a sea of pain and grief, and it felt like my life as I knew it had just been reduced to ground zero. I, I believed with all my heart that God would heal my mom, but he didn't for reasons that I will probably never understand. Then over the next few years, we continued to experience a series of losses and disappointments, including four additional pregnancy losses, some of which actually, you know, went quite, I was quite far along when we lost the babies and things had looked quite positive up until the point when there was just no heartbeats at the next checkup. And it was very difficult to deal with and to understand. And, um, you know, we, we continued to experience other disappointments. You know, we were faced with an international move that we had hoped would not happen. It was for reasons beyond our control. And by this point, we had had our, you know, our two older children um, and moving with a three-year-old and a two-month-old just seemed absolutely overwhelming. What we didn't see is the way that God would provide for us down the road and turn that to the good. But in that season, it just felt so overwhelming and so dark. And I was, I was just dealing with one disappointment after the next. It felt like I'd no sooner come up for breath from the one loss or disappointment that we were knocked down by another. And um, it was just a very, very difficult time for us during that season. And I found myself struggling with depression and a sense of hopelessness and just a lot of unresolved grief mm -hmm. during that whole season, which I'd, and I'd never experienced that before. I'd never experienced depression. I'd never experienced grief mm -hmm. um, at, at such a deep level as I had during that season. I, you know, I don't think, I think you, what, you've, what you've gone through in the, you know, some people, you know, would never go through in a whole lifetime. I mean, it really was extreme, extreme loss. And, you know, I just want to say again, I'm, I'm so sorry you had to walk through that such extreme pain, which makes your testimony even more powerful. You know that it's only by God's mm -hmm. grace and 
the miracle mm-hmm. message that you can actually share with that with us today. But I think it's hard to it's hard to even give words to the level of grief when you lose a child, or you know maybe there's some listening that have that have lost a, a spouse, somebody very dear to you. It's just hard to even fathom that that deep mm-hmm. level of 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 grief and loss. Um, I think our experiences definitely do affect our perspectives. And I want to ask you, how did how did what you walk through influence your view of God's goodness? Because you 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 talked about how you know you became very familiar with pain and pain and grief because that's where you were mm-hmm. living and you had gone through extreme pain, extreme loss. But how do you think these these experiences affected your your perspective, your your view of God's goodness? Yeah, um, so I will, just going back to when things were really easy, I, I found it easy to believe that God was good when everything was going well. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was a belief that could never be challenged, um, and that that was such a firm belief of mine. But when looking back, I think that that was really just a byproduct of my circumstances. The belief about God's goodness only became a core belief when it was challenged and I had to wrestle with it in the midst of adversity. So what I've learned, like when, you know, when things got really difficult, what I learned is that a difficult life event doesn't happen in a vacuum. It can impact many areas of our lives, which happened in mine. And my faith certainly took a bit of a hit through all of that. When sorrow and grief filled my life and almost became like familiar friends to me, it created a seedbed for many lies to set into my heart. And the biggest and most destructive of these lies was that I believed that God no longer wanted to be good to me. I saw how he was being good to so many people around me. And while I believed in concept that he was good, I just could not believe that he wanted to be good to me. I began to think that there was something that I had done to tick God off and I'd fallen out of favor with him. I honestly didn't know what I had done, but I viewed my pain and disappointment as punishment from God or whatever it was that I'd done to displease him. I clearly remember back in the early days, we had a prayer meeting at Northlands before the service And someone brought a word about ships coming in. They were fully laden with wonderful things that God was sending to everyone in the church. I clearly remember thinking, well, that's for everybody but me. There's a separate ship for me that's full of boxes of pain and sorrow and all things repulsive. And I replayed that image in my head over and over and over. And I allowed a lie to settle deep in my spirit that God wants to be good to others, but he didn't want to be good to me. I struggled to believe that he had a good plan for my life, and I struggled with having an intimate relationship with the Lord. I found myself living with a sense of hopelessness, and I lacked the joy that I desperately craved. Wow. Well, I know your story doesn't end here. I'm so thankful with you for that, but you know, in, in the middle of this just extreme pain and disappointment and even a, I would say, a, a, a skewed but very real picture for you 
of um, God wants to be good to others, but not good to me. I think that is probably, mm-hmm. we know that that's a lie, but one that, that it's mm-hmm. so easy to believe that when you, when you're looking at other people's lives and feeling like, why, why not, why not me? Um, I want to ask you what, what started the deep revelation of God's goodness that you now have? What moved you from living in that space of believing something that that's not true, but felt like the facts for you to a place where you started to get this revelation, which I know you have now, which is why we wanted, we wanted to talk to you this morning, but yeah. what happened that changed that brought you to a place to share with us the journey out to the revelation that of God's goodness that you have now. So during this dark season of my life, uh, Greg preached some outstanding sermons about God's goodness. While I knew that what Greg was saying was true, I could not reconcile in my head or heart why if God was so good, then how come I wasn't experienced in his goodness in my life? I wrestled with these thoughts for quite some time and you know, I wrestled with them quietly. Uh, and until one day I decided to ask God directly about it. So I went to him and I said, God, if you are truly good, then why do you choose to not be good to me? And he responded with a question. He said, Cheryl, do you believe that I am the same God yesterday, today, and tomorrow? And I responded, yes, because this is a core belief of mine and it's biblical. And I quite honestly didn't know what that had to do with the goodness of God in my life. And then his follow-up question was this. Said, if you believe that I am the same God when, I was, when your life was going well and it was easy to believe that I was good, then what's changed? I mean, I was actually stunned by this response. And in that moment, I realized that I had been using my external circumstances as a measuring stick for God's goodness. Mm. And I realized that I could not do that. I mean, God is the creator of the heavens and the earth. He formed me in my mother's womb. And here I am, one of almost 8 billion people currently on earth, not even talking about those people that went before us. And I'm using my circumstances as a measuring stick for God's character. I mean, if, if this isn't the epitome of arrogance towards God, I, I really don't know what is. And in that moment, I made a very clear and conscious decision to change my way of thinking and my heart's attitude about God's goodness. And I chose then to believe that God is good regardless of my circumstances. It was a watershed moment for me, which radically transformed my life. Oh, wow. You know, I, I love the the direct and yet tender questions that, that he asked you, just like just such a father to you in that moment. And it really speaks to me of your relationship with him, that you were, even in this place, you were able to hear the Lord speak to you and respond. And, you know, I think at times we're all at risk, and I certainly have been at risk for that too, to measure God's goodness according to our circumstances. But just again, you know, our theology has to be based on his word. It has to be based on mm-hmm. his Because circumstances are going to change. Seasons are going to change. Praise God. Mm-hmm. But he, he doesn't. He's always faithful, mm-hmm. always kind. And this is just such, a, I know, such a life-changing revelation for you. And it's one that the Lord wants us all to have. And, you know, I'm sure there'll mm-hmm. be people listening that have, that have walked through and might, will be walking through some very hard times 
and struggling to see that God is good, even even questioning as you did, but why is he not being good to me? What what would you say to them? What would you say to people if they but but what about me? You know, Michelle, I absolutely love this question because God is good. He's so much better than we can ever comprehend. And he wants to be good to everybody. So I really want all listeners to be encouraged to expect God's goodness in their life and to be equipped to bring about a change in their way of thinking about God's goodness, if that is an area that they're struggling with. So I I firstly want to be very clear that the transformation that I experienced was not because of my encounter with God. My encounter was the catalyst to the change as it made me aware that my beliefs about God's goodness were being shaped by my emotional responses to my circumstances rather than by the biblical truth about God and who he really is. This encounter made me aware of the incorrect thinking that I had allowed to shape my belief. And I realized that I had to change my thinking patterns. So the transformation itself came when I made the conscious decision to change my way of thinking about God's goodness and to base it on biblical truth, as you mentioned. And so I based it on biblical truth rather than on my emotional responses to my circumstances. So I essentially needed to make the dog wag the tail rather than have the tail wag the dog, if that makes sense. I, it, it totally does. And it, it makes sense why it says in Romans, be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We have to, our minds, have, we have to change our mind. We have to take a different view mm-hmm. um, for our lives to to be transformed. You know, we transform by the renewing of our mind. So I, I, I just love what you're saying, you know, transformation, the transformation came, but you had to make some conscious decisions to change the way you thought. But carry on. Yes. Love what you share. And that, I mean, I, and that's exactly it. You took the words out of my mouth with that scripture, Michelle. You know, and some some listeners may be thinking, well, how do I change my way of thinking? I mean, isn't that just a part of who I am and how I'm wired? Well, I have really great news. Research has shown that we have more control over our thoughts than what we may realize. Our thoughts, beliefs, ideas, and perspectives are generally under conscious control. And we can change them if we choose to. So we really don't need to be victims of our thinking patterns. But the trick is to first become aware of it. You know, how often do we actually think about our way of thinking? Mm -hmm. I think that we're often more in tune with our emotions, but our thinking patterns often go unnoticed, which is what happened to me. I didn't realize that I was feeding these thoughts about God didn't want to be good to me. But it was only when those thought patterns were interrupted by biblical truth that Greg was preaching that I actually became aware of it. So I really want to encourage listeners to consider their thought patterns about God's goodness. Mm -hmm. The next thing about changing a thought pattern is that it can sometimes take time and intentionality. It's a bit like changing a habit. But there are some practical things that we can do to help in this process, which certainly helped me and transforming my belief about God's goodness. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, there are a number of things. Yeah, share some practical. So, so give us some homework. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, firstly, I think for me was 
yourself to good teachings or books about God's goodness. So I know that Bill Johnson's book, God is Good, is very good, but just a little closer to home, great sermon series about the goodness of God, which he preached both recently and a number of years ago, is really great. Mm -hmm. And that is what triggered my transformation when I first became aware of the incongruency in my belief about God's goodness and biblical truth, which Greg was preaching about. You know, what, what also struck me when I heard Greg preaching was what I love about both you and Greg is that you're so authentic in your faith and you preach from a place of conviction. And I know that you have both experienced traumatic events in your life that was enough to derail your faith, which you've shared openly about before. So when I heard you preaching about God's goodness with such sincerity, it really got my attention. So I think it really helps just to hear people preaching about God's goodness, especially when they have experienced such difficult life events themselves. Then another thing is just surround yourself with people that believe that God is good and that can encourage you in this area. Reflect on testimonies in your own life or in the lives of others when God has been good. Uh, speak our truth. You know, there's really power in our words and it's always encouraging to our spirits when we hear spoken truth come from our own lips. I know it may sometimes feel awkward, but it, it good. says something in our spirits. Yeah. And then worship, you know, worship is really one of my favorites and you know, just hearing worship songs that declare God's goodness is so helpful. And it just lifts up our gaze from our difficult circumstances and puts them on God in the moment, which is so powerful. It's very good. You know, I know when I was going through a very difficult season, you know, my dad was dying from cancer and the, the song, The Goodness of God by Bethel Music and Jen Johnson became the anthem that I just listened to the song every day during that season. And it really just, just filled up my spirit with hope, just declaring that God is good. So good. And then just lastly, you know, I will just mention, sometimes it is helpful to get professional help uh, just to help break those thinking patterns. Sometimes those thinking patterns are so deeply entrenched within us that we just need someone just to, just to help us walk through that. Yeah, very good. So tell us a little bit about what um, how you've shared with us, you know, some of the practical tools and how has this transformed thinking? How's it impacted your life? You know, now that you've um, on this side, what what is what has changed for you? Yeah, um, you know, I think I'll say what's really interesting research about our thinking patterns mm. is that it's shown research has shown that our thinking patterns and our emotions are so closely related mm, yeah. and very often our emotions respond to our thinking patterns so when we align our thoughts with god's truth we allow ourselves to experience god's gift like hope and peace and joy in a whole new way which are all emotions that we long for so when I look back on my life, I, I can see that through my journey, when I, when I believe that God didn't want to be good to me, I essentially built up a wall between myself and God, which made it very difficult to have an intimate relationship with him 
yeah. and experience those all those gifts that I longed for, um, but I just I just couldn't receive them because I would built up this wall between myself and God, and I didn't trust Him. I mean, who can really trust someone if they don't believe that they're good? And so what I found myself doing is is I was almost hiding behind this fort that I'd built up for myself. And every now and then I would poke my head around the corner and say, hey, God, can you please answer these prayers and just hope for the best. And then, you know, go back behind my little wall, telling myself that he doesn't want to be good to me. And it really prevented me from living a life of genuine faith. However, when I adopted a new mindset and a heart attitude about God's goodness, I was catapulted into a much deeper relationship with the Lord, which allowed me to see truths about Him and His kingdom in a whole new way. And I've experienced a much deeper sense of faith. So what I realized is that as I believed that God was good, I began to believe the promises that he had for my life. And I experienced that inexplicable hope, peace, and even joy in the midst of extremely difficult and painful life events that I have since experienced. Now, these are emotions that we desperately crave. And I've realized that what we believe and what we think has a huge impact on our emotions. That's so good. I mean, the Lord's just given you such incredible both revelation and some really practical tools. And and I know that, you know, we, we're still going to go through things. We're going to go through challenges in life. But just where you where you are now, tell us what, what does it look like for you now? I'm sure that you you still take some of these practical steps God's given you and mm-hmm. will apply them. But but now you've got tools that the Lord's given you. Tell us a little bit about um, what do you what do you do now when you need peace and you need faith? What does that look like for you, for you now, knowing that you, that God is good? Yes. Yeah, so choosing to believe choosing to believe that God is good is not a one and done event in your life. So I have found that I need to continue to re- renew my mind in this area. So I keep taking those practical steps that I previously mentioned especially when I'm facing challenges. And by doing this, I release a peace and a faith into my situation. Mm-hmm. I've realized that when we, ex- that we will experience troubles in this life and our perspective of them changes when we believe that God is good. You know, I sort of, well, I may not all... Can I just interrupt you? I just what you said there is so powerful. I think if we can understand that, that, you know, that I personally can release peace in, in my life, like you said, you know, there's something the Lord's shown that you don't have, we, we are in a body, we have, we pray for one another, we hold each other's arms up, but you, you've you learned to do that for you. So thank you for just sharing. I think that's such a nugget. If we can just get that, that at any time I can release the peace over my, mm-hmm. over my life, over my circumstance. You know, I just didn't want to let that go because I think that's such a, a nugget of gold there. Yes. And one thing that I, you know, just, going on with that, one thing that I've learned is that God has given us the keys to the kingdom. Yes. And but we sometimes need to take a hold of those keys and actually unlock the door ourselves. So good. But those what I am realizing more and more is that the that key of controlling our thoughts and aligning our thoughts with biblical truth 
is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And I cannot stress that enough, how big of an impact our thinking patterns and what we feed our mind and our spirits, how big of an impact that has on our lives and on our emotions and our perspective of our, of our circumstances. Yeah. So, you know, what I've seen is that while I may not understand why I'm going through a difficult time, I believe that I will see the good come out of it, mm-hmm. even if it's only many, many years later or even one day in heaven. Yeah. And I have a number of stories where I've seen good come out of tragic events in my life. But in some instances, I've only become aware of the good many years later. And I know that for others, I may only understand why I had to go through that one day in heaven. But the the biggest underlying factor is believing that God is good and he is working all things to the good for those who love him. Mm -hmm. And that's while we may not understand now, it's just so important for us to trust in him through that process. And that is when that faith and that hope and that joy is released in our lives. So, you know, as I, as I mentioned earlier, you know, one of the very quick examples of how God changed things around was when we moved back to South Africa for two years while we were dreading it because of the practicalities and logistics. Well, what we didn't see is how God was going to really turn things around and provide for us miraculously and it has now become one of the highlights in our family's life just because of the amazing time that it was. But it was not from our strength and efforts. It was just because God was good and he went ahead of us. So with that, I will just say that you know, God really sees the big picture of our lives and is always working for our good in all things. And believing that is critical. And so when I choose to lean into the Lord rather than shake the fist, we yeah. release the faith and the peace into our lives, which makes space for God to work in our lives. And I'm going to end with this because I know that we need to close soon. But I'm absolutely convinced that when we choose to believe that God is good, regardless of our circumstances, we lay down the bedrock upon which a sustaining hope, peace, and joy is based. And it paves the way for us to experience in all seasons of our life, that abundant life that Jesus came to give us. So good, Cheryl. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And I know that that there's revelation here. There's some practical things that you shared that I I believe are are going to transform other people's lives. That that might be mm-hmm. that same place that you were those years ago. You know, having experienced loss and where is God? But He. He doesn't move. He remains faithful. He is He is good and his goodness follows us all the days of our life. So that's what I'm praying, that mm-hmm. that same revelation will come to those that are listening. Psalm 27, 13 says, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. And that's exactly what you did. God's given you this beautiful confidence that you will see God's goodness. And I, and I know you have, and I know you will, um, but it's dependent on, for you, you know, on that, just that absolute anchored in, anchored in the love of God and the goodness of God for you. I would love for us to close and ask you to pray, for, just pray for the listeners. I'd love to, to just pray, mm-hmm. let's spirit of unbelief that God can't be good to me 
and just release the revelation of God's goodness, of his kindness to, to anyone. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you would pray for us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I think just to mention, I think that the enemy will do everything he can to keep us from expecting God's goodness in our lives yeah. because he knows often better than us how powerful it is when we, when we do so. So I'm just going to just close and pray. Father, I just want to thank you so much for how good you are and that your goodness doesn't change and that you just want to be good to absolutely everyone. And I pray that you will bring about a revelation to everyone listening of how good you truly are and that you want to be good to them. I pray that you will uproot every lie that has kept people from believing in your goodness and that you will bring about a transformation in lives today so that people may truly live from a place of hope, peace, and joy, regardless of their circumstances. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Cheryl. Thank you for just sharing so openly about your story and what the Lord's done for you, because I know he wants to do it for others as well. He's given you this revelation for you, but he's also given it to you for us and for those listening. So thank you so, so much. So good to to talk with you and just to hear more details was just so awesome. And I trust Thanks so much, Michelle. Oh, it's been so good to have you. Yeah, it's been great to be here. Thanks once again. Thank you for joining us today. If you found encouragement and insight from today's episode, please consider subscribing and sharing with a friend. You can grow with more content from Greg and Michelle Haswell with things like books and blogs and courses on www.haswellministries.com. We'll see you next time on the Spirit-Led Podcast.